Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am 24. This is my podcast, 24's podcast. Oh, gosh. Sorry that I was absent for the last couple of days. I have I mean, I've constantly had personal issues that I've had to deal with. And once again, they came up here again over the last couple of days. But I'm back. I'm annoyed myself. But I'm also excited that we have playoffs. Starting with CJ Stroud, pause the music. Pause the music. Pause the music. We're not gonna today. Like I hate to pause the music when they're literally getting into the main theme of the theme. We're not really gonna talk about some of the huge stuff that happened. The Patriots firing Bill Belichick and hiring Gerard Mayo. That happened in my absence. We'll talk about that on Tuesday. On Monday, I won't be here because I don't want to podcast on Monday. But I will be here Tuesday, and we will address the hirings. Also, what happened this weekend in the next couple of days. I don't know if I'll have to address what happened last weekend. I think it's pretty much self-explanatory. It's like the playoff picture has been set. There's not really a lot much else to to happen. Some things that I said were going to happen, like Ron Rivera getting fired. Other things like Matt, like Mike Vrabel being hired, or excuse me, fired. That was a bit of a shock. I thought he was safe. He was not. Uh, we will talk about that on Tuesday. I didn't want to talk about that today because I kind of wanted to focus on the Texans versus the Browns here tonight. And I didn't want to have to like go back and forth between Texans and Browns and also kind of like news and stuff like that. So that's why we're going to kind of hang back and we're just going to watch the game tonight, talk about it. We're not going to watch the the, uh, the Chiefs game as well tomorrow, or technically it's tonight because it's on Peacock and I don't have Peacock and I'm not going to buy Peacock for a day, just so I can watch one football game. But the NFL needs to stop having games on Peacock. Especially, like, important games, like playoff games. It would be different, right? If the NFL had partnered with either a streaming service that a lot of people have, like Netflix or Hulu or whatever, or they simulcasted the game on Peacock, like how Amazon simulcasts their game on Twitch. They're games, excuse me, on Twitch. By the way, hold on, let me take a swig of my tea. By the way, sorry about that. If you're paying for Amazon Prime just to get the NFL games, you're getting scammed. There is a streaming service or a streaming website called Twitch, a live streaming service that's free, that has all the games on uh, on on Amazon for free, which is why I'm like, I don't understand why people are paying for Amazon Prime when all of their games are on Twitch. I'm just saying, it's free. Going back to what I was talking about earlier, or technically playing. Great game coming up. Texans versus Browns. First playoff game Joe Flacco has been in in a while. First game that C.J. Stroud will play in his young career. We'll talk about it, ladies and gentlemen, right here. 24's Podcast.
That was the opening theme song for Persona 3 Reload. Sorry about that if you heard another Xbox sound. That's the theme song for the new Persona game called Persona 3 Reload. It's coming out in less than a month. I'm excited. Unfortunately, I won't be able to play it because I have school and I have other stuff. It's like next month in the next couple of weeks. It's like I'm getting back into school. But also it's like huge projects are, are due as well. It's It's going to be a huge day. Mm-mm-mm. So, anyways, um, I keep getting this weather alert. I'm a little bit worried for today's podcast because I keep getting that a winter storm is in in my is in and around my area. Now, problem with that is that my local news doesn't really get a lot of airtime because most people do not watch the local news especially myself. They're like, beware of a winter storm, winter storm watch. And I'm like, I I know that there's a winter storm because it's on my phone. It's on my iPad. I can Google the weather as well. It's like, I have a, a bunch of different methods and means to locate or understand the weather. And they keep telling me that it's in effect for the next three days until Tuesday at 6 a.m., which it's just like, apparently, it's supposed to be 13 degrees where I am. I'm in Florida. It's cold. Or it's not cold. It will be cold. It's like, that doesn't make any... Maybe maybe not it doesn't make any sense, but it's like, I don't need your constant updating me of what's going on. I know that it's cold and that it will become cold. I know. I know. Stop giving me updates. And most importantly... Don't stop showing the game. I always bitch and moan about this. This is kind of why I'm semi-excited for streaming services. Because it's like, I don't want my local cable, television, local news network to give me weather updates when I got it. I got it. I understand. Hey, understand. Tornado. Winter storm, etc., etc. Okay, I'm not in the danger zone. Let me go back to watching live sports. The only area, the only thing that does this, and I hated this for my entire life. The only place that it does this is local television shows. I don't get an Amber Alert or a consistent Amber Alert over and over and over and over and over again from my local television cable company. I don't constantly get that over and over and over again on Netflix. Netflix is like, Netflix, you you could be in the middle of a hurricane and won't know it unless your internet goes out. Netflix doesn't care. It's not Netflix's job. It's not their responsibility i'm informed as the viewer local news station let me go back to watching football i'm an adult i can make my own decision stop cutting away from the local broadcast speaking of the local broadcast huge game for both teams the browns have had a awesome season so far awesome season where they've gone i think 11 and 6 11 and 5 they've won 11 games They've had a phenomenal season that I I couldn't have predicted. And it kind of begs the question long term. The question that I am begging is this. The question that I'm asking is this, really. Where do you stand with Deshaun Watson? If Joe Flacco is this amazing, if he's this good and he's 40 years old and you've had essentially a year of Deshaun Watson, like half a year last year, half a year this year, and it's all bad, it's all bad. And then Joe Flacco comes in with 
a backup running back, two missing tackles, and et cetera, et cetera, and he goes to the playoffs. It's just like, doesn't that merit some discussion on whether or not you keep Deshaun Watson? The same thing goes for and flows with Russell Wilson, right? Where it's like, Russell Wilson will probably be cut in the next couple of weeks, but the question kind of is, but but that's kind of done and dusted. So, But the reason why I mentioned Russell Wilson and him potentially being cut is that there's precedence for it. There's another team that has cut a huge player, a huge quarterback for their team and have just essentially taken the L and been like, okay, we're, we're going to pay for this long-term, but short-term, or excuse me, in the short-term, we're going to pay for this, but in the long-term, we're going to come out of this ahead. Let me turn on my light. It's like super dark out. It's super dark. I have some animals and I had to like essentially make sure that the animals were sheltered and this person that I was working with when I have a power drill, by the way, bought nails instead of screws. So I hate nails because I'm terrible with a hammer. And there's a couple of times I know how to hammer stuff. Hammering stuff is a lot harder than you think. It's not as simple as like you just literally hitting the nail on the head. It is that simple, but it's also like you'll miss a lot and you will hit the nail on the side of the head. And so the nail will kind of like curve. And so now you have to hammer it again and straighten it out and all this good stuff. If you've actually hammered nails, you know that it's just not as simple as literally hitting the nail on the head. It's like, it's, it's like you will have no accuracy when you start hitting things with a hammer. And so you have to gain that accuracy and nails shockingly or unshockingly enough are really small. They're really small. So, I was outside in 55 degree weather. No wind, thank God. In shorts and in a t-shirt. The other person I was working with had like a coat on, gloves, all that good stuff. I was just like, all right, it's 55 degrees. Like, can we can we reel this in, this in a little bit? Just a little bit. Oh, sweet Mary of Joseph. Get screws, not nails when you have a power drill, please. Thank you. So Houston versus the the, uh, the Browns. Again, what happens if the Browns win this game? And not even win this game, but after this game, again, they're 11-6. and six. I thought they were, I was like, eh, did they win 12 games? No, they, they won 11. Question is, right, Joe Flacco's playing well. Your whole team is playing well. You're missing a lot of players. A lot of players are hurt, including Denzel Ward, your star cornerback. He's hurt. Do you just... I mean, do you cut your losses? You traded away a first-round draft pick, ironically enough, to the Browns, or excuse me, to uh, to Houston, right? I think Houston still has a, a top-tier pick in the first round. I'm not sure, but it's like, do you just cut your losses and just say, "Look, we're we're moving on, and we're gonna we're gonna either move on from Deshaun, or and we're gonna have Joe, or we're gonna move on from Deshaun, and we're going to get somebody else, whether that's Russell Wilson, whether that's Kirk Cousins, anybody who's available, who has a pulse, who's not named Deshaun Watson." Because that's kind of what happened this this year, right? You won 11 games with somebody not named Deshaun Watson. Whether that was like, I don't know if J- Josh Dobbs has been around the league. I don't know if he played. He played for Minnesota for a hot minute and Arizona in the exact same season. And he beat some good teams too. And then he went back to being Josh Dobbs. Regardless, I, I, I wonder what the Browns' plan is after this game. But Houston's plan is very simple. With C.J. Stroud, maybe get him another offensive lineman, maybe get him another top-tier wide receiver. And there's going to be some great ones here in this draft. He's going to have a lot of guys coming back. As I already started the game, in fact, I've watched 
a lot. I watched like the majority of the uh, the first quarter, but I'm going all the way back to the to the beginning. This is after Cleveland's first drive. Essentially, they get a first down, and then that's kind of it. Houston's defense gets a tackle for a loss on a running play. Joe Flacco misses somebody deep, and it just it's pretty much a three and out without it really being a three and out. All right, as I'm getting sold a Lexus SUV. When I think of an SUV, I think of a Suburban because that's what my dad used to drive. I don't think of a Lexus. Or, like, if I think of, like, luxury, Lexus is great, great luxury brand. They're, like, a step up from, like, Toyota or something like that. That's not a shot at Lexus or Toyota. They're both great cars. But my God, man, I mean... I don't need a Lexus SUV. Why do why do I keep getting advertisements? I mean, I hate the NFL because of how many ads there are. My God. CJ Stroud will start start his drive here at his own twenty, not twenty, seventeen yard line. They snap it to him. It's a screen play out to the running back. I don't like the running backs for Houston. I mean, they got Devin Singletary, who used to be a Buffalo Bill. They get like two, three yards on the play. I'm not, I was bitching and moaning about this last week. I was like, oh my God, I hate Devin Singletary. I hated him in Buffalo. I hate him as a Houston Texan. I do not like this guy when it comes to a running back. They got Dalton Schultz, the former Dallas Cowboy, Nico Collins. All of their wide receivers are hurt. It's amazing some of the health of some of the, of some of the teams in, in the playoffs this year, like both of the tackles for the Browns are out. A lot of the wide receivers for the Texans are hurt. And it's and it's just like like certain teams like the 49ers are pretty much all healthy. The Cowboys are pretty much all healthy as Nico Collins catches this over route. Nice little over route for gaining like 15 yards. Some teams' his injuries way different than others. Seems like the AFC really has a lot of a lot more injuries. To a lot of significant and key players in the NFC, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't know why. I don't know why. But it is happening. It's Nico Collins. Does the CD Lamb first down. He's like, first down, and then he does the point. He does like the point thing that CD Lamb does. I'm like, that's that's what CD does. They snap it a CJ deep drop, and he drops it. C.J. Stroud had a deep drop looking for another deep over route on Dalton Schultz, the Stanford tight end, former Dallas Cowboy, and he had it in his hands, and it would have been a first down reminiscent of his playoff performance last year when he was playing with Dallas. He had this amazing game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then he goes down to San Francisco, and he absolutely is horrific. He's terrifyingly bad. Hopefully that's not the case down here in Texas once again, but technically in Houston, not in, I mean, it's still in Texas, but it's not in Dallas, Texas, it's in Houston, Texas. So they run it with Singletary for shocker. No gain. Cleveland has an awesome player and Miles Gate. They got awesome players. They got Jeremiah Wusukor-Moa. They got Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom, the second. They got a really loaded defense. Like, it's not that big of a shock to me that all of these potential Pro Bowl, all pro players 
are uh, are on the defense in the NFL. It's it's a shock to me that people didn't get the read on it sooner or later. I've always thought Cleveland had a really really interesting t- football team, a really good football team, especially on defense. Except they weren't able to put it together until this year, third and nine. Larry McTunsil, a little bit early. That's <laughs> like two former Dallas Cowboys, Dalton Schultz and Noah Brown, dropping passes and deflecting passes. Noah Brown. Like a comeback is just either CJ hit, uh, misses him or no, not Noah. Yeah, Noah Brown just doesn't catch it properly or he's just not in the right spot. And as CJ drops back and tries to hit Noah, it the ball hits Noah Brown on one of his hands. Let me see where he where he's at. Let me see where he's going. He's trying to run a comeback and NBC cuts the replay short. Regardless, it's third and four. Shroud. You'll probably hear me do that a lot. Shroud. Shroud. In the gun, flanked right. Trying to get him offsides again. He got him offsides. I thought it was a false start on Larry McTunn, so it's not. Shroud takes shot incomplete. Noah Brown again. Fourth and four. Threw it in a triple coverage. I think I saw him do that, or it was double coverage, and it was tight. There was no way he was going to make that catch. I saw him do something like that like two weeks ago and a week ago. Like sometimes CJ will just try and fit the ball in a really tight windows. I'm just like, why? Why are you doing this, CJ? Why do you do this to me? Speaking of doing things to me, Buffalo's game for tomorrow has already been delayed for Monday, which... I find weird, to be honest with you. Here's why I find it weird. And J.J. Watt brings up an interesting point. He says that the game was canceled because of um, the implication being that, like, the because of there was no dome, right, for the city, for the game. The reason why the Buffalo Bills game was delayed was because it was it's too dangerous to travel. Which, for me, I. I'm conflicted, right? Because it's just like, well, what does it mean too dangerous to travel? Like through the air, for example? Because, I mean, aren't aren't they clearing out runways and roads and stuff like that? And then on top of that, when it comes to Buffalo, right? When it comes to safety and stuff like that. And blizzards and things of that nature. I don't understand why they aren't better prepared for these types of things. You know what I mean? I mean, I get it. They're right next to, I think it's the Niagara Falls and Lake Erie. And so you get these like huge gusts of cold wind every single year in Buffalo. The residents and the people of Buffalo are used to it, but maybe not Buffalo, like people traveling to Buffalo. Maybe they're not used to it. I don't know. I just, this to me has happened for the second time in a row. It happened last year on Thanksgiving. It's happening in the playoffs. It's like, I, in some ways, it's like, I agree that JJ is correct in the sense of, I don't understand why we're not playing football tomorrow. Like, it's tomorrow. Apparently, the Steelers, I don't know if they've already gotten on their plane and they're in Buffalo. If they didn't, if they can't travel through plane, then travel via the ground, you know? Like, we got a football game to play. It just, I don't know. It just seems weird to me. If you can't play it in Buffalo, then Buffalo has to go to a neutral site, like go to New England or something like that. You know, like, let's get the show on the road. Like, hey, too bad. Tough titties. 
You can't play in Buffalo, then we're going to New England. You know? I mean, I get it that it still kind of wouldn't be safe to travel outside of Buffalo, but it's just, it doesn't sit well to me that we're delaying Buffalo for the second time in two years because of poor weather conditions. And it's just like, well, exactly what does poor weather conditions entail? Like rain, sleet, like snow, I mean, icy roads. Like what are these bad weather conditions? I would work with the city of Buffalo to try and clear some of this out. I would start, I would have Buffalo pay some of the snow plowmen and get out there and start plowing some snow. I don't understand it. And now they're going to have it on Monday. It's, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I really don't. But that's the way that the NFL wants to do it. That's the way they are going to do it. Oh man, Buffalo, Buffalo annoys me. Move the game around because it's snowy or it's icy outside. People have been talking about how people have died because of the last blizzard. People always die in these blizzards. Not to be not sensitive, but I'm like, maybe not people always die in in these situations, in these blizzards. But it's just like, that's not the question that needs to be answered or asked, right? Question that needs to be answered and asked is, can this snow situation be solved? That's kind of the reality of the situation. I apologize for saying that people always die in snow, snow blizzards and things of that nature. It's more likely than not is that people sometimes die in natural disasters, which is what I made the connection with in my mind. I was like, a lot of people die in natural disasters. I'm not saying that's a reason to stop a football game or to continue a football game. I'm just like, it's, I'm very conflicted on it. I don't know how to describe it. Let me take a swig of my tea. I don't know. It's just like, if people, if Buffalo is cold and it snows all the time in Buffalo, shouldn't they be able to deal with this? Isn't this like a yearly thing? That's really what I'm trying to say. It's like, isn't this something that they deal with all of the time in Buffalo? That's like saying to to people in Canada, hey, you know, be wary, wary, you know, it's going to get like 10 degrees outside. It's like Canadians are like, bro, it gets negative 10 degrees outside. I don't like, I don't know. I think it's ridiculous. As I've been talking about Buffalo, the Texans have had two really great drives here on defense and on offense. They stopped Cleveland once again for the second time. And CJ Stroud right now is, Absolutely driving, throws an absolute dime to Nico Collins. Once again, they snap at a Stroud. And Nico Ryans calls a timeout for the Houston Texans. I don't get that at all. If I can speak more on Buffalo, I think I'm done with Buffalo. I think I'm done talking about Buffalo and the postponement. It's just, oh God, it's just so disgusting and frustrating as a fan of the sport. That the team, like, whenever you hear about bad weather conditions, like the Packers right now are about to go up against the Cowboys and it's supposed to be, like, negative 20 degrees or whatever. It's like people playing blizzards all the time. Literally, like, people talk about how Buffalo played up against another team in a blizzard, in a snowstorm, like, almost 10 years ago. I don't understand why things are changing. I don't. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Whether it's right or wrong, I just, I don't understand it. You're going to have to explain this one to me, NFL. Why was the game postponed? I don't understand it. 
And like J.J. Watt said, you know, if this is constantly an issue, if this is constantly a problem, then the NFL needs to find a way to make the roads clear going to the stadium so that way we don't have to delay a game, right? Because let's say if it's snowy again on Tuesday or technically on Monday, does the game get delayed till Tuesday or Wednesday? Or are we just not going to have the game? Like, what is, what is that? You know what I mean? Do they just not play until Tuesday? And then if the weather conditions are bad again, what, like, do you find a neutral site? Which you probably should have done in the, in, in the first place? That's what I'm talking about. It's just the logistics seem off. To me, you seem a little bit off to me. I was going to talk about Buffalo regardless of whether or not I took games or took days off. It's like I got to complain about Buffalo for a couple of minutes because I don't get it. Long and the short of it is, is that Houston has had a really, really nice drive here. It's third and goal at the two. I know, I know I missed a lot. And it's like a route. It just doesn't really make a lot of sense. It's like a moving pocket. CJ rolls right, tries to throw low to Robert Woods. It's a good throw. Greg Newsom just makes an awesome play on the ball. He swats it and he bats it down inches from the ground, and it's incomplete. It's ruled as incomplete. It's a great, great job by Greg Newsom. I didn't like any of the plays they ran inside the 10. I don't like any of them because none of them targeted Nico Collins. They had like CJ Stroud on a running play. They tried to throw something to, I think, Noah Brown, and that didn't work. And then they had C.J. Stroud roll right, trying to find Robert Woods incomplete. I'm like, you didn't think to target two of your best players in either Dalton Schultz or Nico Collins? It's very weird. Very weird. By weird, I mean bad. There's Joe Flacco, the old man, coming out of the rocking chair. Retired. He was at the... uh, what is it? The retirement home. Drinking some mimosas, popping some champagne. Baby, we did it. Break out the red panties. I'm done. Comes out straight off the couch. Leads LeBron to an 11-win season. It's like one of the best seasons in the history of the Cleveland Browns because the Browns historically have been god-awful. As Joe Flacco reads his little cue card on his wristband. Joe. They break the huddle. I don't know who their running back is. It is amazing that Cleveland has won so many games without Big Chubb, Nick Chubb. It is quite amazing. They've also run it practically without a starting quarterback. Joe drops that. Takes shot downfield and Joku tackled inside the 30-yard line of Houston just like that. Houston's a disaster. Absolute disaster. Who is that, Nelson? That's Nelson, right? And he's gone. Just run straight by Nelson. Nelson tries to jam him. I don't know what the hell Nelson is doing, 21 for the Texans, but it is not correct whatsoever. He just gets, he he tries to jam in Joku, and Joku isn't buying it whatsoever, and he just runs straight by him. It's like, hey, that's a great idea. Try and get your hands on him. Fail miserably. And then let him run straight by you as Joe Flacco hits a Joku again. Eight-yard gain. It's like, gee, maybe if you uh, if you cover David and Joku a little bit better, 
you wouldn't you wouldn't have these uh these easy completions by Joe Flacco to David and Joe. Only broadcast that shows me the huddle and not the player faces. Nope, there we go. Seems I said it. Shouldn't have said it. Second and two. Houston's two yard, not two yard line. Excuse me, twenty-two yard line. Joe rolling right. What? It, what are they doing? I don't understand how Texas could play that so fucking badly. So let me give you a description. It's play action. It's a boot to the right. Houston plays it. I I don't understand what Houston is doing. What are they doing? They have two guys. They have, they're, they're reading it perfectly. It's a passing play. Joe Flacco, right? Like, Joe Flacco has so much room to run and so much green. He finds Amari Cooper screaming across the side. The guy that is supposed to potentially chase after Joe Flacco doubles up on Njoku Joe Flacco has all day to throw the football. Well, I, I, I don't understand what Texas is doing right now. I don't understand it. Houston, whatever you want. They're the Houston Texans. I call them Texas like they're UT, but they're not UT. They do dumbass shit like they're UT. It's just, it's so ridiculous, that completion. Shouldn't have happened. Houston should be embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for them. Absolute joke. Absolute joke by the Houston Texans. Amari Copa. Amari Copa. Copa. He caught a pass. Great job. He had 265 yards against the Texans in week 16. That's not good for Houston. Copa. Lined up out wide. First and goal at the eight. They motion Joe Flacco to get the hell out of there. Now we're in Wildcat. And they snap it direct snap to Kareem Hunt. And it kind of works. He gets like four yards. And again, they're inside the 10. They're, they're, they're at the eight. So they gain half of the distance to the goal. I'm not a huge fan of the whole Wildcat thing. I, I in fact, hate the Wildcat. It's like. Keep it in college. Excuse me. Keep it in high school. Because college doesn't run a lot of plays out of the Wildcat. Terrible formation. I don't like it. Second and goal. Kareem Hunt in the backfield once again. Flacco under center. Bang. They snap it to him. Play action. Flacco tries to tie it in. Tie it in. Not athletic. He doesn't stretch across the goal line. Get your arm across the goal line. Bryant. Wearing 88 like he's Dez. Bryant. Stretch your ass across goal line, get the touchdown. He stretched across way too late. He was already down. He was down right there. Then he tries to stretch across the goal line. And even when he tries to stretch across the goal line, he's like barely short, potentially. Or he barely got it. Flacco at the one, hands it off to Kareem Hunt, touchdown. Browns, I forgot to mention that. CJ Stroud and the Texans, they hit a field goal. So it's seven to three. This is the part of the game that I turned off. There are too many short, there's too many short drives. I already saw like multiple drives. And I'm like, I, I just want to see one good drive by one of these two teams. And I got to see two good drives by both of these teams, both offensively and defensively. 
Anyways. For some weird reason, they're showing me Kansas City. Uh, they keep showing me Kansas City because of how cold it's going to be and because I guess NBC has it because it's on Peacock. They have the game. It's going to be cold. Nobody cares how cold it's going to be, especially me, because I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to be in Kansas City freezing my proverbial ass off. By the way, I keep getting an update on the winter storm. It is 70 degrees in my room right now. It's insulated. It's upstairs. It's nice. I'm I'm not cold whatsoever. When am I supposed to be cold? Local news. You've been giving me this ad for over an hour and telling me that we're not going to, the winter storm will be in effect until 6 a.m. Tuesday, but I'm still not cold yet. And you listed my county in this winter storm advisory. What is wrong with you? Houston's back onto the field. C.J. Stroud, under center, bang, they snap it to him. Toss play, Singletary has room to run. He's got space! He got horse collar tackle. They didn't call it, but it's a massive gain. It's 25 yards for these Texans. First down at midfield. He got horse collar tackle. They didn't call it. Massive run by Singletary, especially because Singletary doesn't get a whole lot of production. Boom, he's gone. Mixed cut, boom, stiff arms, whoever the hell that was. Get off me. C.J. Stroud starts, restarts the drive at the 46. They snap it to him in the gun. C.J. takes a shot. Complete! Mechie! First down it at like the 20-yard line. Houston's absolutely steaming and rolling. First quarter of the game, we got a lot of action. A lot of action, a lot of hits, bang, bang, heavyweight fight like Mike Tyson. Shots being given, shots being taken, boom, boom, boom. Mechie catches it. Welcome back. It's good to be back, says John Metzi, and I am glad that he is back. At the 19 of the Cleveland Browns, you bet your damn ass C.J. Stroud's going to score on this drive. Play action, jet sweep, Nico Collins, this isn't going to work. He should have gotten tackled in the backfield. He got tackled two yards past the line of scrimmage. We'll take that. We'll take a positive play instead of a negative play. They were all over it. Houston's rolling right now. 40 seconds left in the first quarter. Houston exacting. Did they lose to the Browns a couple of weeks ago? I don't know. I don't know. The whole Amari Cooper had almost 300 yards of reception kind of, and two touchdowns would kind of make me believe that they did. Second and six. Shroud motions the tight end. He fakes it on a toss plate. He throws a screen. Nico Collins gets in the end zone! Touchdown, Houston! After a absolutely pathetic performance at times by their defense, C.J. Stroud shots back, recalls back, not recalls back, I don't know what I'm saying, respawns back with an absolute straight right to the face of the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are bleeding. The Browns are down. C.J. Stroud and company are standing over the body of the concussed Cleveland Browns, metaphorically, not literally. As Houston... The kick is good. Takes the lead. 10 to 7. We're all... Oh, my God. Laramie Tunsil. The left tackle's down. He was in on a special team. Play on the kick. Tunsil's down. What happened? And now he's really down. Oh, that's not good at all. What happened? 
Let me see. Let me see what happens to Larry Tunsil here. That is that is Larry Tunsil. Ooh. Oh. One of his own offensive linemen, a little bit of friendly fire, unfortunately, and it's his left knee. Oh my god. And he something's going on with his left knee. That's terrible. Let me see what happens. Let me get it. Oh god. About 360 pounds of Texan just landed on the left knee of Laramie Tunsil. That's not good. Oh, my God. That's horrifying. And he's back up, thank God. As a 160-pound man, I mean, if somebody who weighs that much landed on my left knee, I mean, we're talking about it being snapped in half like a twig. I don't know how these guys get up after having such a mass of a man land on them. That's why I'm here, sitting very comfortably underneath a blanket, I might add, in a very warm, insulated house. Warm as in the winter storm that has been advertised to me for the last two hours has not come yet. Hopefully it will, so that way I can get a little bit colder here. You know, I'm waiting. I mean, I, you know what? I'm like, I feel like I can take off my damn shirt. I'm so doggone hot. It's 70. It's 72 degrees in this room. When is the winter storm supposed to be coming? It's supposed to be like 13 degrees on Tuesday. And yet I'm shirtless in my room, right? My heater is off. It's off. I have no heat on. It is the natural ambiance of the room that is keeping me warm. Winter storm, my ass. Speaking of asses and things that come out of them, the Browns are back onto the football field. 11 seconds left in the first quarter. Joe Flacco and company looking to respond after a first fiery quick touchdown by CJ Tratt. First attempt at the 25. Deep drop back. Joe Flacco. Shots over the middle. 88 Bryant. Like 88 Des Bryant in Houston, in Dallas, Texas. Gets tackled all the way inside the 30-yard line of the Houston Texans. Remember how I told you the Houston Texans defense wasn't very good today? Wasn't playing very good today? And Joe Flacco will end the first quarter with a huge strike as Bryant just runs straight through the middle of the Houston Texans. This is the second time in a row that the Houston Texans have given up a huge play to a tight end on the Cleveland Browns. They just they 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 don't cover very well against tight ends. I mean, there's probably, it's getting close to 100 yards total offense between two tight ends. And Joku and that other guy, Brian. Just doesn't make any sense. Oh my goodness. At the 20, they started at the 25, one play later, they're starting at the 28 of the Houston Texans. Almost inside the red zone of the Houston Texans. 7 to 10 is the score. Joe Flacco motions Elijah Moore to the other side. He's killing the play again. He's adjusting the play. Potentially run play. Now it's a pass. Now it's a run. Excuse me. I thought it was a running play at first. Then I thought they changed it to a pass. I guess it was a passing play. Now they changed it to a run. They're showing me Joe Flacco. Single high coverage. Single high. They're showing me the Bryant play again. Single high coverage. Just, I mean... It's just not working. This zone scheme with the single high safety, they just let everybody just 
They're just letting everybody get into the second layer of their secondary. And now it's one-on-one against the safety, and that's that's who tackled him. The deep safety. The one deep safety. It's not working well, this defense by the Houston Texans. Secondary, it's not working very well. Joe Flacco hands it off to, I think, Jerome Ford. He gets maybe four yards. Joe Flacco. It's great to see Joe Flacco playing again. Super Bowl champion. Journeyman over the last couple of years since Lamar became the quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens, as he should. But man, oh man, I mean, I've seen Joe Flacco play in some pretty bad spots. And is somebody down again? Somebody's down again. Who is it? Or are they substituting? What's going on? The clock got stopped after a running play. And yep, Benito Batano, I don't know what his name, I don't know how to say his last name. It's probably something Italian. The left or right guard, who's great. Betonio, I think, Betonio, Betonio, yeah, I think the left guard, right, one of the best left guards in the NFL, he has, I mean, it's like Laramie Tunsil, literally, it's like Laramie Tunsil, big man, hits the side of his knee, horrific, horrific, horrific injury, potentially, but he's up, he went to the locker room, it's bad, but it may not be as bad as I think, third and two, quarterback sneak, from third and two, Joe Flacco gets it. I mean, Houston's defense is going to be the reason why they lose this game. It's going to be why they're losing this game. You'd think that Houston's Houston is like down by three. They're up by three. And I'm just like, oh my God, they're going to lose this game. Houston's going to lose this game because they cannot stop Joe Flacco and the tight ends of the Cleveland Browns. In the passing game, they haven't gotten any pressure on Joe Flacco for the most part, and their coverage at times is just awful. It's awful. It's bad. It's pathetic. I despise it. Patooey, I spit on it. First and 10 at the 17. Joe Flacco, deep drop, goes back across his shoulder to I don't even know who that is. I don't I don't know. Is that Bell, Blake Bell? 18 for the Browns? Who, who the hell is that? I was right. Boom. I was right. It was Blake Bell, number 18. I was like, there's no way that another wide receiver won't be on the field inside Blake Bell. Second and six now after Blake Bell's six-yard completion. Good job, Blake Blake Bell. I want to see a shot towards the end zone. You're deep inside the Texans' territory. Take a shot. It's second and four. I think you're in four-down territory. I mean, you don't even need to be in four-down territory because your offense has been rolling. You're at the 11-yard line of the Texans. Like, take a shot. Find somebody, like, a slant across the middle of the field, it'll probably get you inside the five. Toss play to Kareem Hunt, never mind, they get the touchdown anyways. It's the play that C.J. Stroud and company tried to run, this, like, fake, fake play, but but this, like, fake passing play, but it's a toss play up the middle to the running back. In the case of the Texans, it was the tight end. It didn't work. The Browns were all over it. The Browns running on the next drive. A little bit of gamesmanship by the Cleveland Browns. And Kareem Hunt takes it all the way for a touchdown. His second of the day. 14 to 10. Remember how I said I was like, they're up by three, but it feels like they're down by three? That's kind of what I meant. Now CJ Stroud, the young buck, the rookie, pretty much has to score on every single drive the way that the game is going. He should. He should have it in his mind. Uh, D'Amico Ryans or the offensive coordinator or somebody smart 
and who's aware of what's going on needs to tell CJ Stroud, you're going to probably have to score on every single doggone drive because our defense isn't going to bail you out. You're going to have to bail us out. You're going to have to bail us out because our defense cannot stop a child from walking across this football field right now. As the Texans will start, I think at their 23, 22-yard line, they brought it out. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I just got a report from the sideline reporter. Laramie Tunsil is still in the blue medical tent right now. CJ Stroud is back onto the football field. His left tackle. Play action, CJ Stroud. Checks it down to number nine. I think that's a and he cuts back on the inside. He's gone. He's potentially away on the first play from scrimmage. CJ Stroud to Jordan, number nine for a touchdown. 16 to 14. Very reminiscent of the Nico Collins touchdown a week ago in the playoffs. Breakdown of defense by the Cleveland Browns. Very similarly to what the freaking Cleveland Browns, excuse me, the Texans, have done for the last two quarters. Just an absolute fantastic play by the tight end, Jordan, and a nice phenomenal pass. Not Just a nice little check down by C.J. Stroud. Boom. Show me again. Cuts back, boom. Two defenders whiffs. He may as well put up the deuces because he's gone. He's absolutely gone. Huge missed place. Hold on. The kick is good. 17-14. Houston's back on top. Remember how I said Houston's going to have to score on every single drive? Well, he just did it again. I, for one, I'm not, I'm juiced up about Houston winning. But I'm also not so juiced up because their god-awful defense is going to have to be on the dog one football field again. You'll take the points, y'all. I always say, take the points. But maybe don't take the points that quickly because your defense that just got obliterated is going to have to be back onto the football field again. And Joe Flacco just, he doesn't fear your defense. So, I mean, it's a problem. It's a problem that's going to have to be resolved. Let's see what happens here. Let's see. As they're giving me a shot of CJ Stroud play action, boom. Jordan, they're showing me Jordan, tight end, just gets vertical after he catches the pass. He's like, I need some oxygen, I need some oxygen. I just caught a touchdown pass and had to run 75 yards. I need that damn oxygen. He deserves that damn oxygen. You get him that dog on oxygen. Let's see what Cleveland has up their sleeve. Let's see what Joe Flacco has. Great game so far. Not a lot of defense. You want to see, I mean, there's been some early on, but also it's like, you know, there hasn't been some. You you want a healthy dosage of both, right? I mean, granted, there's like over 300 yards already. Of to- there's almost 400 total offense for both teams. So you're not like juiced up about that, but you are juiced up about how many doggone points are getting scored. 14 to 7 is the score. Houston on top. Joe Flacco looking to retaliate. Play action on first and 10 at the 25. Takes shot. That's P.I. That's P.I. That's P.I. How's that not P.I.? How's that not P.I.? How is that not P.I.? How is that not P.I.? Nelson, who's been getting cooked, 
like a freaking steak in Texas doesn't even play the man, and Joku, or the ball, he just tackles a Joku. I mean, he's getting cooked like burnt toast right now. P.I. Joe Flacco can't believe it, neither can I. I told you, there's going to be bad calls in this playoff game, or in these playoff games. Hopefully there's no bad calls in the Super Bowl. That's what you can hope for, but there will be bad calls in the playoffs because there are bad calls in the in, in the freaking uh, regular season. And if there's going to be bad calls in the regular season, then they're going to have the same freaking uh, guys. You know what time it is. There's going to be bad calls in the playoffs. Joe Flacco is wondering what the hell is going on. He's getting, He's getting something. He's getting... A conversation with the official. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Coming Stefanski. He's talking to Joe Flacco. His microphone. He's talking to him. He's telling him something. Joe. Second and ten. In the gun. Motions in Joku. Bang, they snap it to him. Another play action pass. Joe, I was about to say deep shot. Oh, should have dropped that. Drum Ford, I think, catches it, but it doesn't matter because he gets tackled behind the line of scrimmage. Should have dropped it. Third and probably 11, 12, something like that. The down and distance markers are malfunctioning, so I don't have the downs or the distance. It's third and 14. Kevin Stefanski, he can't believe it. He's like, that. this should have been first and 10 or second and something. Like almost across midfield right now. 14-17, Joe Flacco in the gun. Bang, they snap it to him. Deep drop, deep drop. Pressure comes, and he gets sacked. The left tackle gets beaten. Destroyed, Barnett. He was there. Texans get the three and out that they want. Joe Gets the three and out that he doesn't want in Christian Sr. Let me see the play. I mean, he just gets obliterated. Get off me, Barnett says to Christian Sr. Oh, my goodness. As the Browns booted away, the Texans will start at the 42-43 yard line as well. Houston and... The Browns have been going so fast that the freaking broadcast didn't even introduce the Dogwana defense for the Texans. And some disgusting play to Damian Pierce just got obliterated and blown up. I don't even know what they were trying to do. Uh, Whatever they were trying to do did not work. It was a jet sweep or what? It was a fake jet sweep or no, it was a reverse and it didn't work. Damian Pierce lined up. On the outside, why wouldn't you just hand Damian Pierce the football off normally? Maybe try that before you hand it off as him coming across the formation. He's a running back. Give him the ball. Let him run. Second and 11. Deep drop. Screen. Devin Singletary. Get tackled behind the line of scrimmage. Why is he in the game? Why is he starting? Shout out to JOK, Jeremiah Wusukormoa, one of my favorites from Notre Dame a couple of years ago. Just absolutely reads. Reacts, boom, he's gone, he shot his gun, bang, he tackles Devin Singletary. He's probably saying a bunch of expletives as we speak. Juiced up, as am I, third and 13. Is this another three and out? See what I'm talking about? Defense for the Houston Texans have been getting shredded, but they make a stop. 
Cleveland Browns defense, right? Getting shredded. Third and 13. Do they make a stop? Are they going to make a stop? They snap into Stroud in the gun. Stroud looking deep. Fires deep. Looking downfield. He's got him if he wants him, but he's outran him. He's overthrown a touchdown to Nico Collins. But he was gone. Absolutely gone. It's a beautiful ball by CJ, too. Nico Collins just, bye. I mean, they, like, unbelievable what the Browns, uh, how bad the Browns defense is. Unbelievable. Secondary-wise. Unbelievable the coaching for the Browns. I mean, my God. They just, they don't jam them. They don't have anybody follow him up the field. They've essentially handed him off twice. They said, we're not going to jam him. We're just going to give him a straight alleyway down the field. It's like, what is this defense are they playing? What are they on about? What are they doing? Explain to me how that works. Explain to me what defense just lets the wide receiver get vertical and run up the field. I mean, that's a defense that I would be able to play against. My God. They just let guys run all the way up the middle of the field. My goodness. I don't understand it. It's like, yep. We're just going to let all these guys just run straight through our defense. Let Nico Collins almost catch a touchdown pass on us. That's smart. That's how we do that. By the way, I refuse to call this weekend Super Wild Card Weekend. Just because you added in two more games doesn't make it super. Like, I reserve super for the Super Bowl. This isn't a super weekend. You've let in another low seed into the playoffs. That's not super. It's pitiful. 14-17 to 17 as Joe starts the drive at his own 10. Flacco under center. Motions Elijah Moore. They snap it to Flacco. They hand it off. I have no idea who they handed it off to. Is it Jerome Ford? Yeah, it's Ford. I was about to say, is that another back? It was Ford. I was right. I was like, was that Ford? <clears throat> yes. It was Ford. He gets six yards. Kareem Hunt on the sideline. I can tell which which is which. Kareem Hunt has dreads. Ford does not. He does not have dreads. Eight minutes. 10 seconds left in the second quarter as Joe Flacco and company trying to get this drive started here. Joe in the gun flank, right bang, they snap it to him. Maybe a delayed snap. And Joku strong catch in traffic. Two guys around him, he still catches it. He gets the first down. Can you believe that Njoku had like a serious burn earlier on this season on his face? And he had like, he like it was it was horrific, the burn that he had had on his face, and he played in a game with that burn as well. And I was just like, oh my god! And I mean, got got into his first Pro Bowl, knew he had, knew he had it in him. I didn't I didn't know if he was going to get there, but knew that he had a Pro Bowl in him, multiple Pro. He's a good, he's a good player. He has a lot of talent. He just it just hasn't. I thought at one point in time he could be one of the best tight ends in the NFL. He semi is because he's a. Pro Bowler, but at the exact same time, he's, he's like, I don't know. He's got a lot of talent. He's just, he's just nowhere near Mark Andrews, Kittle, Kelsey, etc. He's got all the talent to be there. And just, I don't know why. I don't know why he's not. As Joe Flacco gets lit up like a Christmas tree by King, the uh, the safety by the Texans, because he just doesn't slide. 
<clears throat> he slides way too late. King lights him up. Browns for like half a second, they wanted a foul, but I was like, even though he's entering the slide, it's way too late of a slide. So it's illegal. It's one of the only times that you'll see a defensive player hit a quarterback that's sliding and it's a legal hit. Second and eight and Joe Flacco has to toss it away. He's got to toss it away. Did they just blow the play dead? Flag flies. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Maybe the refs blew the play dead. That's why Joe just threw it away. It's an it's an illegal shift on the offense. <clears throat> It'll be a first down. Or not a first down. It'll be a replay of downs. I'm guessing because they had two guys shift or something like that. I don't know. I'm like, get the game right. How about you call that P.I. on the guy guarding Njoku Nelson on that last drive before you call an illegal shift? You know, make sure you get the big calls right. You know what I mean? Before you get the little ones wrong. Or the reverse. I don't know. Third and eight. Joe. Blitzed. Caught. And Joku, but it's not a first down. It's going to be close. It's going to be real close. Maybe two yards out. I think you punt it. You want to go for it like you're enticed. You're inside your own territory, though. You have had penalties and a lack of execution. You don't go for it here. This is just a safe punt. Safe bet. Strong hands by Njoku. He's catching everything. All of his hands. They do punt it away. Not yet. They just sent their offense off. Now they do. And it's... What is it? I think he's going to start... CJ's going to start the next drive at his own 30-yard line or something like that. <clears throat> Should be very easy for him. Here in a couple minutes. As I am watching... I'm like, I don't even know. I'm like, I don't even know a credit, a credit reporting company commercial. I, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm watching. Anyways. Shroud. Back out onto the football field. Jet sweep. Mechie gets vertical, gets upfield, gets eight yards. That's what I'm talking about. So showing me Jeff Swartz? Was he like wasn't he the defensive coordinator when the Eagles won the Super Bowl? <clears throat> I don't know. I think Jeff Swartz. Tad bit overrated. By tad bit overrated, I mean massively, massively, massively overrated. Shroud <clears throat> hands it off to Singletary, bounces off a tackle. Singletary gets the first down, like four, three more yards more. It's like, man, why is CJ Shroud lighting up? <laughs> why is he lighting up the, Tex the, the Browns defense? I'm like, oh, that's why. Swartz is their defensive coordinator.
First and ten. I'm, just, I'm trying to see where. They're not showing me where they are right now. First and ten. 44. Play action. Uh-oh. Checks it down to Nico Collins. He's gone. <laughs> I'm like, he's gone. He had the edge. He gets tackled. Either it's a first down or it's pretty doggone close. And as soon as he just... CJ Stroud's rolling right. Browns have overloaded his offensive lineman, so he's got to get it out quick. Boom. And he does. Jeremiah Wusukormo almost destroys CJ Stroud. It's not good enough. It's not good that CJ Stroud, or not CJ Stroud, excuse me, but JOK was like half, it was less than half a second there. Late. It's half a second late. Pretty much. He was about to destroy CJ Stroud. I thought CJ was actually going to get sacked. CJ on the next play, little screenplay, kind of, to Hutchinson. Who is Hutchinson? 19? 19 for the Texans? I don't know who that guy is. He got like three, maybe four yards on the play. This isn't good if you're the Browns. The Browns are really struggling to contain the Texans right now. Again, like it's not just the whole 17 points. It's just these drives, man. I mean, killing the Browns. Second and four. Shroud, bang, hands it off. Singletary loses like two yards on the play. And there we go. There's JOK. Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa. Long ass name. Do they even block him? No, they don't. He just, they don't block him. He reads it perfectly. Jeremiah Wusukoromoa had like a heart condition that got solved before the draft. I was screaming at the top of my lungs for somebody to take him. He goes all the way, I think, in like the third round. And I'm just, I I, I had no, I didn't get it. I was like, this is a first round linebacker that can like play safety, kind of. He can play like almost, he can play linebacker and safety. And people just didn't want him. And I didn't understand why. Third and five, he takes a shot. Both downfield to Dalton Schultz, but also takes a shot by a defensive lineman. And then, to add insult to injury, when the Browns get a stop, Hickman, the rookie, gets P.I. against Dalton Schultz. I mean, they're both engaged. It's hand fighting. It's They're both hand fighting. Oh, nope, there we go. Top of the route. Never mind. I was like, they're both hand fighting. And then they, they showed me they showed me um a, a little bit of the replay when it was developed, and then they showed me the route at the top, and I was like, oh, that's PI. Never mind. <clears throat> the contact that Hitman got when he engaged Dalton Schultz was because he engaged Dalton Schultz. Suing play, hand it off. Devin Singletary stays on his feet. Inside 10. Gets tackled at the five-yard line of the Cleveland Browns flag flies. Is it holding? Is it holding? Can't be holding. It is holding. It is holding. Offense number 69. Jesus Christ. On a huge play like that. Jesus. It's tackled inside the five. I mean, now you got to start, restart the drive at like, is it the 20, not 27. You were at like the 27, 28. Now you got to start it at the 38, pretty much. Two minutes, 
are almost left in the quarter. It's like 2.07. They may just let it run. You should. My bad. They're going to start it at the 35. Yeah, but it's like... <clears throat> I mean... It's it's not... This game isn't great for the Browns. They've got to get a stop here. And I always talk about how and why teams defer to the second half. The reason why teams defer to the second half is for this reason specifically, right? If you have possession of the football at the bottom of the second quarter and you've deferred to the second half, that essentially means that you get two possessions, two of them, where you can either extend your lead, you you have two uninterrupted possessions, excuse me, right? So you can extend your lead going into the second half, or you can, or, or, or technically in this case, you can extend your lead going into the second half, come out of the second, come out of the, uh, out of halftime, excuse me, and then have another drive where you can get either another touchdown or field goal. So realistically speaking, it's 17 to 14. The next time, I mean, I don't think they're going to burn two minutes here, but one, but I mean, they might because Cleveland has one time out left, but it's like potentially, why did you run it on a toss play on first and 18 or technically it was first and 20. It's just like, they, they ran it. Everybody's like, well, no dur 24 to burn clock. I'm like, screw burning clock. Be aggressive. You have, you have time to burn time. They have one time out. Be aggressive. Like you want to win. You're up by three. You could be up by 10 going into halftime. You could be up by 17 after halftime. The Browns are just, and by the way, the Browns are just letting the clock tick because they're just like, oh my God, they've lost yards on their first play from scrimmage. Second and 20. Don't run it again. Play action. They were, they had a big boy formation. I was like, don't run it again. Shroud, 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 takes a shot. Dalton Schultz, deep over route again, horrifyingly bad coverage by the Cleveland Browns. Once again, getting absolutely lit up. By the Houston Texans. Holy smokes. 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 Houston is absolutely on fire right now. Jesus Christ. It's a deep over. Let me see the coverage. Let me see the play. They've finally gotten out of that two deep. Out of that one deep. And Dalton Schultz just freaking puts that guy on on freaking skates 33. They go out of that single high safety coverage look as... Kiami Fairbairn hits Fairbairn. I don't like Fairbairn, but Fairbairn hits the extra point. It's good, 14 to 24. But Dalton Schultz, they finally, the Browns finally get out of that single high look, and they still, they still give up a touchdown, like a 30 plus yard touchdown. CJ Stroud absolutely wheeling and dealing against the Cleveland Browns. I just don't understand. I like the, the Browns secondary is terrible. It's terrible. You've got to get hands on somebody. You've got to do something. I mean, like, they will play all of their, like, linebackers and cornerbacks kind of intermediate, and then they'll just drop everybody, drop their safeties all the way back. Like, 20, 30 yards. I mean, like, some people are like, well, no dirt. They drop their, their safeties all the way back. But they'll guard, like, short to somewhat intermediate routes, and it's just like, guys, like, what are you doing? Hello? Uh, you need to stop. You need to actually, like, get up there and do something to the tight ends other and wide receivers. You missed one touchdown to Nico Collins. You're lucky that CJ Stroud missed them. It's like, guys, what are you fucking doing? Speaking of huge plays, Joe Flacco just had one to, I think in Joku, he just got 10, almost 20 yards. 
Nice restart at the 44 and tries to find Amari Cooper. Stops the clock with 43 seconds left, but they're almost across midfield. The whole point of C.J. Stroud scoring before halftime is to make it very, very hard, potentially, if the Texans either didn't get the ball on this drive or they don't score <clears throat> or um, or if the uh, if the drive, excuse me, uh, excuse me, oh my God, I'm confusing myself. whole point of C.J. Stroud scoring before halftime is that it puts a lot of pressure on the Browns, essentially. I don't know why I just couldn't say that. Second and 10, Joe gets... Sacked, Houston. Once again, Will Anderson was there, 51. Terrible jersey, by the way, for him. They didn't have any single-digit jerseys for him. They didn't give him a defensive player's jersey, an offensive player's jersey, something. I don't know. Maybe it's D'Amico Ryans. Maybe he didn't like that. He's like, I don't like that jersey. I don't like him wearing an offensive player's jersey when you're a defensive player. He doesn't get nine. He wore something else. He wore like three, nine, something, five at Alabama. Maybe maybe it was five. I don't remember. It's just like he's not wearing it now. He's wearing a linebacker's number. I'm like, I, I, I don't get it. <clears throat> As, oh, wow. Cleveland just lets the clock run all the way to the second half. They don't even try. It was like third and long, I guess. They didn't even try to get the first down. I don't understand it. As they're showing me the skyline of Houston and showing me the Chiefs and the Dolphins entering the stadium. I mean, it kind of sucks because, again, I'm not going to watch the game because, again, it's on Peacock. I don't have Peacock. I was like, what is this ad for? The Paris Olympics. And it's, they have that girl from Emily in Paris. TV show that I've heard of but have not seen. Still knee deep in suits. As I get halftime. I mean, technically, I'm, I'm knee deep in suits, but I haven't watched it. I've been reading Sanderson. I've been reading The Way of Kings. I'm over 700 pages in it. I want to get an additional 70 plus pages. But I don't know. Hold on. Let me, let me, uh, Mike Florio is giving me something here about Mike Tomlin's future with the Steelers, which, to be honest with you, I'm a bit shocked that he made it to the playoffs this year. I'm also a bit shocked that uh, that the Steelers Steelers were like, yeah, we're not. Uh, like, I'm, sh- I'm shocked that once again he made it to the playoffs. Shocked. But um, I'm, I'm still of the mindset that the Steelers need to potentially move on from Tomlin in the next couple of years because he, like, he's five... He's 500 now, or he's above 500, and the whole like, hey, I'm, I'm, I haven't ever had a season where I'm below 500, and da 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 da. Yeah, but he's not like Tomlin is nowhere near Andy Reid. He's nowhere near in the Chiefs. They, I mean, at times they have been bad. I mean, really, really bad this year. But they're nowhere near the Chiefs. The Steelers are. They're nowhere near the Bengals when they're healthy or the Dolphins, or, and I know they beat the Ravens this year, but they're not close to the Ravens. It's just like, when the Ravens are playing well. But it's just like, I just, I'm I'm shocked at how, at how the Steelers just haven't kind of put two and two together and been like, yeah, we're going to move on from, uh, from Tomlin here very, very shortly. But 
nope. They're like, nope, we're rolling with Tomlin. He's like, all right. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. So, hold on. Hold on. So, Mike Florio is potentially suggesting that Mike Tomlin is going to retire. I think that's bullshit. I don't know why. I don't know why Mike Florio does this shit. Does this bullshit. I mean, Mike Florio has like has like a, a, has like the worst journalistic sense to chase out a story I've ever seen in my entire life. He's essentially implied that Mike Tomlin maybe will consider retirement in the offseason this year, which he will not. He will come back. I am 1,000% sure on it. I'm 1,000% sure on it. I'm surprised that Mike Flora would even suggest something that stupid. Why would he not come back? His his job security is 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 flawless right now. It's like he took his team to the playoffs when the playoffs were bad, not when the playoffs were bad, excuse me, but when um when he when his team really should, probably should have been bad, Kenny Pickett's hurt, a lot of dysfunction in and around him. It's like, yep, they're back. I don't get it. <clears throat> Anyways, as I'm getting through some of these ads here. Oh, gosh. I think now it's like halftime should be over with. Wait, did they show a fight before the game even started? I don't know. Hold on. Let me see. I'm not sure. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, no, they're just showing the team's huddles. <clears throat> Never mind. Showing me highlights from the first half. CJ Stroud has been awesome, but um, I didn't expect... I don't really expect a lot of these players to really be scared or shocked in the playoffs. It is kind of different for a lot of these college players coming into the league. They have a lot of experience throwing the football. They have a lot of experience in a lot of big moments now. It's not that it's not just like we have <clears throat> we have like a couple of big dick games here for for these colleges. It's like they have a lot of big games. They play in a lot of games. I'm not one of the types of people that's like, oh, gosh, like this guy gets scared in big moments. And I, like, I think that's ridiculous. Hold on. <clears throat> Sorry, I had to clear my throat. I, I just think that the whole young players get flustered. It's not a thing anymore for the most part. Like if if he was flusterable, it would have happened by now. And he's not really able to get flustered, which is why I was like, he's not flusterable. I think that's how you say that. But I don't know. I mean, he's up by 10 points, 24 to 14. And they hand it off to Devin Singletary on first and 10. 
Let me ask offenses around the league, right? And head coaches, they love saying, like, we want to run the football, we want to run the football. You want to win the game. You want to take time off the clock. You want to win the game. There's plenty of in-breaking routes that essentially do what the running game does, which is start the clock. That's what the running game does, and burn clock. There's plays that do that, but are better, much better. C.J. Stroud, second and ten. They snap it to him. Quick little throw. Mechie, first down, Houston. Again, there's ways in which to throw the football and run it. Or, excuse me, run the football and take time off the clock. I mean, in this case, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't take time off the clock because he ran forward and he got the first down. but And went out of bounds, but you know what I mean. As D'Amico Ryans is applauding John Mechie for getting vertical. Shroud and the gun or under center. Jesus Christ, what is wrong with me? They snap it to him, toss play, and he's he's going to be lucky if he gets one yard, which is what he does. It's like the Browns, sorry about that. The Browns were all over it. My God, man. My God. I had to hear all about this guy, Bobby Slowick. A couple of weeks ago or a week ago when the Colts and the Texans were going up against each other in essentially a playoff game. And I was like, this guy sucks at play calling. Second and 14. Let's see what happens now. Slowick. Arms crossed. Looking on the field. A little bit. A little bit before midfield. Yep. 37 yard line. Of Houston. Oh, they blitz. He's got to get it away. And he does to Hutchinson. Oh, sweet Jesus. Let me tell you something about this throw. This is like, first and foremost, he avoids the blitz. He backpedals, 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 which is what you're supposed to do. You're not just supposed to stand in there and take it. And he freaking throws a fadeaway jumper to Hutchinson. It's like a five-yard completion, but it keeps the drive alive. It makes it third and short. He recognizes that it's a blitz. Excuse me, I think he got like six yards. It's third and three now. It's a great play by C.J. Stroud. Gives you a shot here on third down. It's third and short. Exactly what you want. Stroud, bang, deep drop. Stroud over the middle. Ah, Nico Collins, it's caught. But, I mean, he may have only gotten one freaking yard. It's Nico, it's not Nico, excuse me. It's Jeremiah Wusukormoa on the hit. He was there, stuck to his keys, played his read, and then bada bing, bada boom, he hits Nico Collins hard. I mean, Jeremiah Wusukormoa is having a great game right now. Great game. It just sucks that practically every one of his defensive players is just not really doing a whole lot. Hold on. I may get a penalty here. What's called in the field? False start. Holding. It's a replay of a down because it's false start on the offense and then a hold on the defense. And so the kick will have to be restarted again. Like they'll have to redo it. I'm not going to watch another kick. But is it another false start? Yeah. They get two false starts on a punt. How does that happen? Like, please don't get another false start. Jesus Christ. 
Thankfully, he does not. And now D'Amico Ryans can play defense. As I am still getting a weather report that keeps on telling me that I'm essentially in a winter storm. And you know what? I am in a winter storm. Do you want to know why? Because it went from like 72 degrees to 71 degrees. Let me check. Hold on. Let me check my phone. They're supposed to like, there's this new cruise ship, right? I just recently agreed to go on a cruise ship. I don't want to go on a cruise, but it's, but cruising is this family members thing. Like this is what they do. This is like the only thing that they do. Um, and so they're like, you know, 24, you, we want to go cruising and da, 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 da. And I was like, like, sure, fine, whatever. But, um, I'm trying to see, I'm like, am I on the icon of the ocean? Cause I was like, I remember the icon. If you don't know, if you don't know what the icon of the ocean is, I think I am right. It's like, uh, da, 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 da. No, 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 no. Hold on. What is this ship? Hold on. If you don't know what, what I'm talking about, the icon of the ocean, the icon of the ocean is like this, is like this freaking skyscraper that is, um, it's this freaking skyscraper that's sailing, right? Oh my God. I, I'm not going on the, um, the icon of the ocean. I'm going on the utopia of the seas, which is not even being built yet, or it's not even done being built. That's how fucking it, apparently it arrives this summer and it's the second ship in that got in that gaudy, like, I don't even know what series it is. It literally, both of these boats the icon of the ocean and the utopia of the sea literally look like giant fiestas, like just giant parties on the ocean. Like just just these RGB ships. Jesus fucking Christ. I was like, icon of the ocean. That sounds familiar. And it's just like, yeah, I'm going on the sister of it. I'm going on the other of it in August. It's like, I have to miss like, a, like three days of school and I don't even know because I'm I'm going from community college to like a big school to like a four year school. I'm like, I don't even know if this is like if this is like an actual like cruise or not a cruise. But I don't know if it's like a um, I like I don't know. I, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like, I don't know what my schedule is looking like right now in regards to this cruise, because I'm just like, I don't understand it. And they're showing me all this stuff. Apparently on cruises, I've never been on a cruise, but apparently a cruise is like, like everything is accessible for 24 hours, probably besides the pools. Literally, while I was like, I was thinking about this cruise the other day and I was like, I'm hoping that they literally have a library so that way I can go in and study. That's how big of a nerd I am. I hate vacations. I hate traveling. I hate the, I hate the fucking process of it. I hate sitting. I hate people. I hate it all. I hate it, hate it, hate it. I hate it. I do not mind vacations. I just don't like the whole, we're going to travel hundreds of miles to get away from whatever we're trying to get away with. I don't mind my house. I mind 
the things that I have to do around. I mind school. Like when I was a kid, I, I always hated school. I was like, I don't, I want to not do school. That's the vacation. I'm very simple. I paused the game so I could go on that little riff because I knew, I knew I was good. I knew I was going to take a long ass time. <clears throat> the Browns are back onto the football field as the Texans essentially had a very short drive. Joe Flacco and company trying to make something happen down 10 top of the third quarter. Great job by them for the most part. But um, yeah, Cleveland's defense needs to stop. They got to stop. I think they got two stops really. No, they got one, but Joe and company and in Joku get 10 yards on second down. And again, right. Joe Flacco is slinging it right now. Do you, I mean, you have him obviously as a as your backup next season, but the question is, it's just like, like let's say things don't work out with Joe and Deshaun Watson for the third year in a row still sucks. Do you move on from Deshaun Watson at that point? Have you like seen enough? Have you, are you gonna raise your are you going to raise your white flag and say this isn't good enough? He sucks. We're gone. We're done. I would. I think this season kind of proves it, but they'll probably sling it again because he's a, he's a multi-million dollar man. He's getting paid multiple amounts of money, a lot of amount, a lot of money guaranteed as Kareem Hunt runs straight up the gut and he gets I mean, he gets what? He gets like 8 yards. Man, first and 10? I mean, he's gone almost. Oh, we get six, not eight. Second and four. Flacco under center. Motions Elijah Moore. Hands it to Jerome Ford. And Jerome Ford just gets wrapped up. <sighs> I just don't understand it. The thing that's worked for the Browns in the red zone is the running game. But inside the 20s, or out, I guess like outside the 20s, or between the 20s, excuse me, it's been... The passing game, specifically with tight ends, running like seam routes and stuff like that. And it's just like, why aren't you running those routes? Flacco, under center, motions Amari Copa. Kareem Hunt in the backfield. Do they run it here? It's third and two, maybe. No, play action. Look for Amari. And he's got him. First down. 45 of the Texans. Great job by Amari Cooper and Joe Flacco. I don't really know what else to say. God, man. I mean, both of these teams are playing these god-awful zone schemes and these zone defenses. They just back off and bail on Amari. And Amari just runs this, like, 10-yard comeback. A 10-yard comeback. And he gets all 10 of it. All 10 of it. Want to know why people are playing? Like, the thing about it is the Cleveland... Oh, no, this isn't the Cleveland Browns defense. This is Houston's defense. They don't have any corners. They don't have corners to play man-to-man. Whenever everybody's like, play man-to-man, play man-to-man, play man... They can't play man-to-man. There's too many good wide receivers. If they play man-to-man, they're going to get smoked. But this horrendous zone scheme is not working. It hasn't worked. Like, the only team that can run this zone scheme is, like, Dallas. They're the only team that can kind of run this like guy. But even Dallas cannot have a guy just be 10 yards off and just 
and have success in the secondary. That's not a thing. I don't know why the Texans are running this god-awful defense. This is D'Amico Ryan's baby, by the way, his defense. First and 20. For the Browns, after a holding penalty. It's again, number 18, who catches like a five yard. You'll take five yards on first and 20. Makes it a little bit more reasonable. It's Blake Bell who who catches it. Joe Flacco. On looking the screen right now. As one of the corners or linebackers, Bethard, leaves the field. Flacco on second and 16. Do they just bail again? They're playing that deep coverage that I don't like. And they do. And... Oh my God. I mean, I just had to take off my glasses. I don't want to see anything else ever again. They're playing this God awful zone scheme where they just say, fuck it. We're going to drop everybody. We're going to have guys like 10 yards off on the outside and all this other crap. And I'm like, Joe is going to find somebody who is just deep, deep, deep down the field because the Houston Texans, they're not jamming, they're bailing, they're playing off coverage. They don't, they just don't have any good corners. First and ten is, and Joe almost gets sacked, intercepted, tries to throw it away. Nelson, who's been getting cooked, could go all the way. Houston touchdown, pick six. Nelson Flacco's big mistake. He commits it. He throws it away as he's getting sacked. Should have just tucked it. Should have just tucked it. And Flacco makes his first mistake. And it gets compounded by a defensive score or defensive return for a touchdown or whatever you want to call it. Huge misplay by Joe Flacco. His first of the day. Because I am getting multiple ads that I could not care about. I just saw an ad for Paris and I just, the Paris Olympics, ironically enough, as I was like, I don't care about ads. But I was, I watched, again, Paris got an ad and they showed Michael Phelps and I was like, Michael Phelps is going to be at the Olympics this year. The GOAT has retired. Greatest, one of the greatest American athletes ever, Michael Phelps. So sad. But I am glad his final run at Tokyo, the final time, He was at the Olympics. He got to hoist the American flag and lead America out of the fucking tunnel. And I was like, we're sending our... The Olympics are my favorite part part of the year. They're one of my favorite sports times because we get to send all of our killers, all of our maniacs, all of our top-tier, top-of-the-line athletes to foreign countries to beat up on the foreign countries for a month straight. And we get to lead the whole... Just Olympics and medals, gold medals, silver medals, bronze medals. We'll compete with China. We'll compete with Russia. The cheaters, the Russian cheaters. Don't send your damn figure skaters to the Olympics. You bastards, you cheaters. You warmongers, they shouldn't even be allowed at the Olympics. But yes, I'm I'm juiced up about the Olympics. I'm sad that Michael Phelps won't be competing, unfortunately. Anyways, Joe Flacco and company. After the pick six... Back out onto the football field. 
Let's see what Joe has under his sleeve. They're showing me Malik Collins, the defensive tackle for the Texans, second and six after. I think it was a short screen play. Joe Flacco has to do all of it again. Play action. Joe checks it down. Blake Bell, first down. Browns as Blake extends for the first down. 14-31 is his current score. Bottom of the third quarter. Browns are looking. They're looking to potentially. I mean, they're looking to potentially just hang on here. I mean, hang on is a relative term because they're up by 17 points. <laughs> like, it's a relative term. They're up by 17 points. What the hell do you mean? Hang on. Oh, my God. They hand it off. The Browns hand it off. I'm about to start fast-forwarding through this game. They hand it off. The Browns hand it off to Kareem Hunt. This is a playoff game. It's a playoff game, and the Texans are blowing out the Browns. Hand it off to Kareem Hunt. It's fourth and two. You don't get it. I may start fast-forwarding. I may start fast What? I may fast It's bottom of the third quarter. We already know what time it is. You mean to tell me you're going to score more points? Hold on. Flacco! Picked again! Pick six again! It's game over! Over and done with as the Cleveland Browns, one of the best defenses in the NFL, supposedly gets now before the two touchdowns. Hold on. It's 38 to 14. Before the two touchdowns, it was 24 to 14 after two pick sixes. It's now 38 to 14 ball game. Calling it. Calling it. Let me see the live score here. I'm going to check up on the live score while I'm fast-forwarding through the rest of the game to see the box score here. Looks like the game is already over with. Yep. Final score of the game. I don't even need to see the rest of this. Apparently, Houston scores another touchdown. It's 45-14. to 14. Congratulations to Houston. I'm done. It's, it's like it's the top of the... It's the bottom of the third quarter, and it's just... It's like, and I already looked at the final score. The final score was 45-14. to 14. Browns had a magnificent season, 11 wins. They beat, I think, let me look this up again. I think like a week ago, or two weeks ago, technically, they beat the, um, the Houston Texans, right? Yes, they did, 36-22. to 22. And unfortunately for them, misfortune had happened. They lost all of the momentum. Their defense played like absolute horseshit. And the Browns, they lost. I will not be back later on tonight because I, I, I like I don't, I don't have the game. It's on Peacock. I don't have the game. Most people don't, and I refuse to purchase Peacock. I'll be back tomorrow as Joe Flacco tries to hit David and Joku, and he almost gets intercepted again. I will be back tomorrow for more. Ladies and gentlemen, 24th podcast. Congrats to the Houston Texans, by the way.